Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday the 4th of July. Today, the Aussies are taking over at Wimbledon, New South Wales cop a surprising selection hit ahead of State of Origin Game 3, and Alexander the Great Volkanovsky lives up to his name. But first... I choose to inform you of the Suncorp Super Nebel Champions through song. When you put your arms around me, I get a fever that's so hard to bear. You give me fever. It is fever pitch here at RAC Arena in Perth as they take their first premiership in 25 years. It was the Perth Orioles before them, but now the West Coast Fever are your 2022 Suncorp Super Netball Champions. In front of a record crowd of just shy of 14,000 fans in Perth, the West Coast Fever on their home court claimed their first ever Suncorp Super Netball Championship, defeating the Melbourne Vixens 70-59, led by an unstoppable performance from goal shooter Janelle Fowler, who nailed an unbelievable 58 goals from 59 attempts. Boy, that's some fancy shooting. Despite Fowler's sharp shooting, goal attack teammate Sasha Glasgow was named MVP of the grand final, and for a season that has been filled with turmoil, a happy ending was just what the league needed. There they are, your 2022 Suncorp Super Netball Premiers. The West Coast Fever join illustrious company as champions and they write themselves into history tonight. Look, I know professional fighters, whether it's in boxing or UFC, need to give themselves a nickname. I get it. Iron Mike Tyson. Notorious Conor McGregor. I get it. But if you're going to give yourself the moniker of one of the greatest and most successful military commanders in the history of the world, you have to be able to deliver. And still the undisputed UFC featherweight champion of the world, Alexander the Great Aussie Alexander the Great Volkanovsky successfully defended his UFC featherweight championship belt for the fourth time, scoring a unanimous points decision over fierce rival Max Holloway, completing a clean sweep for Volk of the trilogy of fights between the pair. The win left many wondering just how high Volkanovsky sits in the sport amongst the greatest featherweights of all time. That's not up to me. That's not up to me, but again... What I'm doing is impressive and I'll leave that up to everyone else to make that decision but we've got absolute legends in this sport that are, you know what I mean so I'm not trying to take anyone's uh, glory away from them but not many people are doing what I'm doing I'll leave it at that. So what's next for the great? A move up a division to lightweight perhaps and a chance to become a two division champion? This 145 division ain't keeping me busy enough. The only thing that's going to slow me down is maybe a broken hand you know what I mean so uh, Right now, that's the only thing. Otherwise, I want to fight three, four times a year if I can, you know what I mean? So three times a year is going to be my number. The featherweight division ain't going to give me a number one contender quick enough. Let's do two. We're still nine sleeps away from the State of Origin Game 3 decider at Suncorp Stadium and off the back of New South Wales' dominant victory in Game 2, Coach Brad Fittler was going to be in the unenviable position of having to decide who from the winning team would make way for South superstar Latrell Mitchell after his successful return from injury. Straight over the top of Marnie. Welcome back, Latrell. Then on it goes. Ilias keeps it alive. Kopenzi is back. Yes! It's a South Sydney try. 
Luttrell was dominant in his return on Saturday night to first grade for the Bunnies, leading the team to a 30-12 thumping of the Parramatta Eels and providing the perfect audition tape for Fittler that he was ready to return to state of origin. Right up until Benji Marshall asked Luttrell about possibly returning to the blue side for Game 3 on Fox Footy post-match. You must be feeling confident that if you did get the opportunity at Origin that you'd be able to fill that. No, no, I think I'm going to shut down them headlines now. Um, I'm going to pull myself out. I'm going to worry about South. Uh, focus on myself. You know, they've got a real good team there at New South Wales and uh, good luck to Burton in the centres. And, um, and guess, you know, give Crichton a go too. Let him have a go. Let him bleed in and... Um, yeah, I just really want to focus on South Sydney and myself and get myself right for the back end of the season. Say that again. I'm going to pull myself out. I'm going to worry about South. Wow. Well, that does make Freddie's selection headache go away. And it's probably going to help Queensland coach Billy Slater sleep a little easier too, knowing you won't have a rampant and fit Latrell Mitchell to contend with in nine days' time. I think I can finally get to sleep now. The green, green grass courts of the All England Club are proving to be a happy hunting grounds for Australia this year, with four players now through to the fourth round of this year's Wimbledon tournament, the first time we've ever had that many go through since 1999. Isla Tomjanovic is the lone Aussie left in the women's draw and will attempt to equal her performance from last year in making the quarterfinals when she tackles France's Alize Cornet, who defeated the women's number one seed Iga Swiatek. But amazingly, there are still three Australian men alive and kicking in the gentlemen's draw. That's good, right? Yep. It means roughly about 20% of the players left in the tournament for the men are Australian. Alex Demonor goes up against Christian Garan of Chile. The fairy tale story Jason Kubler, who had to go through qualifying to make the main draw, will take on 11 seed Taylor Fritz. And then there's this guy. That is the touch of a genius of the night from Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios faces American Brandon Nakashima in the fourth round. But it's the manner in which he won his third round against Greece's Stefano Tsitsipas that has tongues wagging, namely the tongue of his opponent. Yeah, it's, it's constant bullying. That's what he does. He bullies his opponents. He was probably a bully at school himself. You don't know what's behind. I don't like bullies. I don't like people that put people, other people down. He also has a very evil side to him, which if, if, it's, if it's exposed, it can really uh, do a lot of harm and, and bad to the people around him. He's pure evil. Kyrgios lived under the skin of Tsitsipas throughout the four-set win in the third round with his constant talking and complaining, getting to the Greek to the point that he admitted post-match to attempting to hit Kyrgios with several shots in an attempt to get him to stop his behaviour. Let's tune in to see what Nick thought of those comments. I don't know what to say. I'm not sure how I bullied him. I, I was, he was the one hitting balls at me. He was the one that hit a spectator. He was the one that smacked it out of the stadium. I didn't do anything. I was actually like, apart from me just going back and forth the umpire for a bit, I did nothing towards Stefanos today that was disrespectful. And as for Sitsipas's claims that Nick can't actually succeed without the circus-like atmosphere he creates on court. I don't know what he's talking Like, the circus was all him today. I actually felt great. Like, I feel great physically now. Um, I'm ready to go again if I need to play again tomorrow. I just think he's making that match about me. Like, he's got some serious issues. Like, serious. I'm good in the locker room. I've got, I got many friends, like, just to let you know. I'm actually one of the most liked. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm set. He's not liked. Let's just put that there. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport kickstart another week. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.